There are, of course, no guarantees in sports, but under Randy Mazie and in the Big 12 era, at least one win at the Big 12 tournament had pretty much been guaranteed. West Virginia had only gone over at the Big 12 championship one time in program history. That was back in 2015 until they did it Wednesday and Thursday in Arlington, Texas, losing back-to-back -back games to Oklahoma and Kansas State, making their stay at Globe Life Field much shorter than Coach Maisie would have liked. Nick Farrell here alongside Sam Coniglio on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you as always by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. We'll try to unpack what we witnessed in West Virginia's two-day stay in Arlington, Texas. Sam, Golden Blue Nation's digital content manager. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Well, I would say not so great after watching West Virginia play and I, I feel that that's the same way that Randy Maisie felt when he did a, a sneak peek at the WVU Coaches Show. We, Angelica Trenone, who's on location with Ryan Decker, captured an interview with Coach Maisie for the show. It's going to air Friday and Saturday. You can watch it on your local Nextstar station or Friday on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. Coach Maisie always starts those interviews by flashing the double deuces, the peace sign. This time, he flashed the peace sign and then immediately gave us two emphatic thumbs down. And I think that about sums it up. Yeah, yeah. My my great was kind of one of those canned answers. It wasn't like a. It <laughs> I'm wasn't, good. Yeah. It wasn't right. <laughs> sincere. It, it was just. It, that was a that was a very disappointing performance. Um, yeah, just you can you can imagine maybe they get a win like you said, but right. two straight losses to to knock them right out of the tournament. Uh, that's that's I don't want to say unfathomable, but you know that. Un, un, hard to predict that one for sure. You and Ryan Decker, who's also in Arlington, Texas, did a podcast last week after the Kansas State series, handing out awards for the program. And by the way, eight Mountaineers picking up nine Big 12 honors officially on Tuesday, including Austin Davis and Trey Braithwaite leading that group with first team all Big 12 honorees. You know, after that K-State series swept the Wildcats, second Big 12 sweep, picked up win number 14 in Big 12 play. That's a program record for a single season. Had to be feeling good about this Mountaineer squad, right? Yeah. Did they play sure. lower than expectations in Arlington? Um, You know, I would say yes and no. Um, that Oklahoma game was, was rather disappointing because it was – one inning made the difference mm -hmm. there. Second inning, five it was runs. Just the second inning and a grand slam. Um, you, you know, so home runs are a very fickle thing in sports. You know, solo shots, they don't really hurt you that much. Obviously, they score a run, but a grand slam can put put a game away, and that's exactly what happened uh, last night on Wednesday night. Then today uh, on Thursday against Kansas State. It seemed like the Wildcats just kind of wore the Mountaineers down. Um, you know, Wednesday, at least WVU out hit them, out hit the Sooners and, and made a run towards the end. West Virginia wasn't able to do that against the Wildcats. Um, they, they stuck through it like normal, but they just couldn't get that last push that they've had all season. So, yeah, not exactly what we were expecting at all, um, especially after the, the happy mood we had at Mon County Ballpark last weekend. So let's recap the action at the championship, shall we? Game one, West Virginia, the sixth seed, taking on three seed Oklahoma in the nightcap. This is a team that West Virginia really did struggle against in regular season action earlier this month. The Mountaineers were outscored 40-17 to in a three-game series in Norman. Did take one game, the middle game in that series, 9-8. to 
But in this contest, the fourth meeting of the season between the Sooners and Mountaineers, it was Peyton Graham who notched that grand slam, or should we say a Graham slam, right? Read all about it on goldenblenation.com. <laughs> over the over the wall in dead center, the deepest part of the ballpark, hit it about 420 feet to cap a five-run second inning for the Sooners. West Virginia tried to battle back, scored a run in the eighth, Homers by Grant Hussey and J.J. Weatherholt in the ninth. Thought maybe there'd be some ninth-inning magic from the Mountaineers, but instead they did fall 6-4. to four. Should note that Carlson Reed struck out five and gave up just one run in four and a third innings of relief. He replaced Jacob Waters, who gave up the grand slam to Graham in the second inning. Reed limited Oklahoma the rest of the way and essentially gave West Virginia a better situation with its bullpen arms entering the Kansas State game, but bullpen arms, though Maisie did go to his bullpen, that wasn't what made the difference in Game 2 either. West Virginia, the sixth seed, falls into the loser's bracket after the loss to Oklahoma, takes on seventh seed K-State, the team it had just swept, fourth meeting of the season, did not go the same way that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a week ago went at Wagner Field at Monongalia County Ballpark. Second game in the loser's bracket at the Big 12 tournament Thursday. Cats scored three right away off starter Ben Hampton. WVU battled back with three runs in the third inning to tie it at three, but then K-State scored at least one run in four of the final five frames and went on to win the game eight to five. Sam, your reaction to the Kansas State game, right? Because that one seemed, on paper, the one that West Virginia would have the easiest time with. Like, when I looked at the bracket, I'm thinking Oklahoma is a bad matchup for West Virginia. But if it's K-State in the loser's bracket, like West Virginia there to have an opportunity to turn things around, games aren't played and won on paper, though. And so you have the result there where K-State wins and West Virginia goes 0-2. You're exactly right. The Oklahoma game, West Virginia was a clear underdog, but Kansas State, I mean, they swept them to end to end the season. Randy Mazie said the night before, just hours before the game started, that it's really tough to beat a team four times in one season. And they proved that correct, unfortunately. But yeah, that, that game, it, it just seemed like Kansas State had a bit of a motivation. Their, their season was actually on the line Truly, yes. in that game, 100%. Only way on they're the getting in the, the NCAA tournament is with the automatic bid that comes with winning the title. That exactly. could have been their last game of the year. Exactly, and this was the elimination game for the Big 12. So, it, like you said, it would have been the last game of the year. West Virginia still has a bit of a future, um, but, you know, there's nothing you can do when, when you got a, a junkyard dog in the corner. You know, they're going to fight out of that. And that's exactly what K-State did. They were hitting the ball. They got to Ben Hampton. They gave him, they made him af- afraid to throw strikes, which is not good when he's not a, his fastball tops out at 90 if he's really throwing it hard. So he's a command guy. If he's afraid to throw strikes, that totally negates your best starting pitcher. And that's what K-State did. And, um, yeah, WVU just couldn't couldn't recover from an early early knock against Ben Hampton. Hampton admitted after the game he didn't really have a strikeout pitch going for him. And, of course, Kansas State had that familiarity with him having just faced off against him about six or seven days ago. But not just the matchup, Sam, but the way that West Virginia had responded to losses earlier in the year kind of gave me some confidence that West Virginia would have a better result against K-State. Mountaineers now, after this loss, are 15-6 and six this season following losses, the only team in the Big 12 Conference that has not lost three games in a row this season. Now the question, will West Virginia play 
a third game, another game this season. If it will do so, it will be in the NCAA tournament, which begins next week. Regional hosts will be announced Sunday. The 64-team bracket will be revealed Monday, Memorial Day. And we'll give you our thoughts on the forecast now for West Virginia's NCAA tournament hopes in just a moment after a quick word from our sponsors, Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. Golden Blue Nation podcast continues. Nick Farrell, Sam Caniglio here with you. We thank you so much for finding us as baseball season winds down. There is still some hope for the Mountaineers, and Coach Maisie himself does seem pretty optimistic that West Virginia will earn a bid to the NCAA tournament. Mountaineers have reached the tournament twice before under Coach Maisie back in 2017 and, of course, in 2019 when the Mountaineers hosted a regional at Monongalia County Ballpark, the first regional in Monongalia County in 55 years. So here's what the skipper said immediately following the loss to Kansas State and his team's elimination from the Big 12 tournament, explaining why he thinks West Virginia is still in good position to earn an NCAA tournament berth. Uh, yeah, I just told the guys, I was like, don't anybody leave this huddle right now thinking the season's over. Uh, you know, it's uh, as good as we've played this year. I think we've put ourselves in a position to play in the postseason. Uh, if we don't, somebody's going to have to really explain to me how that happened. So we don't think the season's over. In retrospect, if the season isn't over and we do play in a regional, getting the rest we're getting ready to get is a benefit to you. You know, if you play deep in a tournament, play four or five games here and have to turn a couple pitches around a couple times, then you could go into a regional pretty tired. But uh, when they announce our name on Monday, we're going to go in there pretty fresh and excited. Well, Sam, we don't know yet if the Mountaineers are getting into the NCAA tournament field. We'll know Monday. I don't want to have to be the guy to explain to Randy Mazie why his team's not getting into the field, but I think we do have to present both arguments, right? Because West Virginia really now seems to have fallen into that spot where the term is on the bubble, right? West Virginia now seems to be potentially in jeopardy of missing out, but still has that argument to get into the field. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think bubble team is the exact term we would use. I, I would say if we're going to steal Joe Lunardi's terms, probably first four in or last four okay. in, yeah, yeah, whichever the right, in one right. is, uh, I think WVU sneaks into that. They have a really positive uh, resume. Um, they're still top 45 in the RPI as it stands. That's still subject to change yes. over the next five or so days or four days. Um but, yeah, they, they have a lot of really good things on their resume. Of course, there are a lot of detractors on their resume as well that people can look at and say, look, this team has no business being in a regional. This team shouldn't be. But personally, I think I'm with Randy Mazie. I think you might need to present a pretty strong case to keep WVU out. But the fact remains that that case is still there. So let's look at those pros and cons a little bit more closely. Here's what's positive on West Virginia's resume. Wins against every Big 12 team, a season 
victory in the regular season series over Pitt, winning two games, one at a neutral site and one at home. Panthers making some noise in the ACC tournament and are probably also in the conversation for the NCAA tournament as an at-large team. Plus, you've got two wins over Big 12 champ TCU. That's one of the series that West Virginia won. It came earlier, early in the year. And remember that awesome highlight of West Virginia stealing home twice in one play, right? That right. very well could be the thing that gets WVU into the NCAA tournament. Another moment that you look back to is that win over Texas on a Sunday after getting swept in a doubleheader on Saturday at home. Mountaineers resilient. They bounced back. They won that game 8-6. to six. That also could be something that you look at and say, hey, this is maybe why. This is maybe what tipped the scale in favor of West Virginia. One of those two wins, or maybe that emphatic 9-1 win over Pitt in non-conference play to shore up the resume late in the season. What about the bad, though? Because there is some of it, right? I mean, West Virginia didn't get swept in Big 12 play this season, but most of the good teams, it only defeated once. Only one win over Texas, only one win over Oklahoma, only one win over Oklahoma State. That series against TCU is the only one that West Virginia took from a team that finished higher than it in the Big 12 standings. And there is something to be said about the power dynamic in the Big 12 this year, right? There are six teams that probably are getting into the tournament. If not, there are definitely five teams, and West Virginia is the one that's going to get left out. Seven, eight, nine in the league, though, those teams were pretty bad this year. Even though Kansas State did just beat West Virginia, the Mountaineers swept K-State, and that was a team that, you know, last week in Granville looked like a finished team, a team that was struggling with injuries, a team that had just did, couldn't find any pop at the plate whatsoever. Baylor didn't have a great year, and of course, Kansas was very bad this year and didn't make the or didn't make the Big Twelve tournament. Eight teams make it out of the nine teams in the league. Plus, you have to factor in maybe that West Virginia got run ruled four times this year. I think that definitely counts, and yeah. and that might be a thing that when human beings are looking at West Virginia's resume and they see four bad blowout losses they go is this really a tournament is this really a field of 64 national tournament team yeah the the one thing that really so if i'm making the case for you're, you're kind of making the case against and i'll i'll back you up here in a second my thing my problem here is a lot of wvu's best stats won't get factored in like you mentioned they're 15 and 6 after losses mm-hmm. now they they haven't gotten swept they haven't lost three games in a row this season um those are all stats that are that to me they make a great baseball team but they're not going to help them right at all with their resume but then you look at the actual the main stats six and eleven against quadrant one teams in the rpi that that's tough that's mm-hmm. tough and and four of them were run rules if, if i'm if i remember correctly so um it's it they're in a weird spot right. because they have a very, very good top of their resume, but a very, very bad bottom of it. So, like I said, I, they're they're definitely a bubble team. They're definitely a bubble team. It just I, depends on what side the bed, the committee wakes up that morning, I guess. <laughs> and, and maybe maybe that kind of lopsided resume resume is the thing that makes this RPI swing so I, I don't know so drastic yeah. uh, this week because when. West Virginia left Monongalia County to go to Arlington. It seemed like a pretty sure thing that the Mountaineers were getting in no matter what happened at the Big 12 tournament as an at-large. Now, it doesn't feel that way. You mentioned the RPI has dropped at least eight points from 36 to 44 Mm -hmm. and could continue to drop as other teams continue to play in their respective conference tournaments. 
And in addition to that, he, here's another interesting um Here's another interesting metric to take a look at, too, Sam. Ryan Decker pointed this out on Twitter. Uh, College Baseball Nation has a metric called CBR that's basically adjusted RPI. Uh, Right now, West Virginia is ranked 36th, and I believe that was the team's ranking before the K-State game. So that means WVU probably is dropping to closer to 40. But the cutoff line in the in the college baseball nation's CBR right now is 49. Everybody who's over 49 is getting in as an at-large bid or is going to win the conference tournament and get the automatic qualifier, right? So assuming there are no bid stealers, West Virginia should be in good good shape based on that metric. But if more teams sneak into the tournament via automatic qualifier and they steal those automatic qualifiers away from teams that are ranked higher in RPI than West Virginia. That's the thing that could bump WVU down or one of the things that could bump WVU down from being a bubble team to being in that first four out where they're truly on the outside looking in and they're not playing any more baseball. And a lot of the the danger here, if you look at the RPI rankings, which it's good to note here that neither the CBR nor the RPI have an official bearing on the NCAA. Tournament. Very true. Very no true. No rankings. They're just we're not going to know until Monday, right? Exactly. We're not going to know until Monday. They're just metrics they use to kind of compare teams. But if you're looking at WVU and their their RPI, all the teams that surround them in the RPI are not power. They're not in power conferences. You know, right right below them is Louisiana Tech, and above them are UC Santa Barbara. You know, these are teams that are competing. They're, they're fighting tooth and nail because they know they have to win their conference tournament. And on top of that, you've got a lot of really good, several SEC teams not far ahead of them that could slip a little bit, you know, depending on how they do in the SEC tournament. Or, you know, you've got other teams that can really climb, climb and jump them in the RPI. It's a lot can happen in the next three days um, when it comes to tournament resumes. The problem West Virginia has is that everything is out, out of their control right now. That's right. They, any movement they make right now, they have no control over whatsoever. And it's probably so. downward, right, at this yeah, point. Yeah, It's probably point, downward. Yeah. So, Sam, peer into the crystal ball. Come Monday, Memorial Day, folks are going to be out at their barbecues. Maybe they're out on Cheat Lake. They're going to refresh Twitter, and they're going to see West Virginia is in or out of the NCAA tournament. They're going to see West Virginia is in. All right. Um, I think they're going to see West Virginia is in. I think the other good thing is projections pretty universally had West Virginia as a three seed. Which means they've got to fall 16 spots at least, right? Exactly, yeah. right. Um, Conventional wisdom. Going in, going into yesterday, I believe. Um, now, the baseball brackets, as far as I understand, are a little different in terms of, you know, they take regionality a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like the two regions... The only difference between every single uh, projection was they were either going to Louisville to play the Cardinals or Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of a 50-50 split. So it, it obviously depends on who's going to get the number one seed as well. Um, so it, a, lot could, a lot could change. But I think they're going to sneak in as a number four seed at the very least. I agree with you. That That's my prediction as well. I think it's going to be a little bit dicey. I think if the longer the selection show goes on Monday, the more fans might be sort of shivering in their boots, yeah, so to speak. For sure. But I think West Virginia yeah. still finds a way to sneak into the NCAA tournament 
and guarantees itself at least two more games of baseball in what has been a record-setting year in terms of Big 12 Conference wins for Randy Mazie's club. So that'll do it for this edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Of course, we'll be back next week to talk about the tournament selection show and the 64-team bracket. Hopefully, we will be previewing an NCAA regional for the Mountaineers, the first one since 2019, and not giving a postmortem on Randy Mazie's baseball club for the 2022 season. I if agree. You're, if you're enjoying the Golden Blue Nation podcast with Sam, Deck, Angelica, and me, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star review. It's easy to do on Apple and Spotify, and it really helps other people find the show. And of course, if you like it, an easy way to help people find the show is to tell them about it. Tell them to check us out. Your friends, your mom and dad, your brothers and sisters, anybody who likes Mountaineer sports, let them know about the Golden Blue Nation podcast. And tell them to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram while you're at it. Sam, thanks for catching up. Hopefully we have a lot of good news to talk about next week on the podcast. Glad to be here. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, definitely. This has been another great edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast, brought to you as always by Print and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. For Sam Caniglio, I'm Nick Farrell. Talk to you next time.